Hello, and welcome to the Cubicorn Games Podcast. My name is Dustin Morbido. It's going to be a kind of chill show today. We're just kind of kind of hang out, talk about recent in- industry happenings in the world of video games, and joining me today to do all of that, Lorraine Morbido is here. It's true. I'm here. Hello. <laughs> How's it going? Nah, not bad. Hanging in there? Oh, yeah. Getting by? Keeping busy. It has been a busy couple weeks. Yeah, we've had a lot of stuff going on. Some of the streaming stuff we usually do fell through at the last minute, Mm -hmm. partially because I was kind of feeling a little crummy, partially because we just had other stuff going on. Yeah, it's past like (laughs) week or so has been a little bit of a a lot for us in different ways. We're hanging in there. Mm -hmm. Although I think I know something we can play this week if you want to do that. Sure. Well, your work schedule changes up a bit, so you have to tell yeah. me whether like Thursday evening or Friday evening I mean, or something would be better. They're fine. Either one of them <laughs> is fine, honestly. They're going to be the same either way. No, I'm hoping they'll get we'll a couple... will just be extra tired whenever we stream. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple things brewing, I think, in the uh, we brewing? the Michigan game dev side of things that eventually I think we'll be able to play. But nice. One of, the, one of them is a uh, game jam game, I think, that mm. we'll give a shot in the next couple days here, but probably a day or two after this goes up, I suspect. But yeah, how are you doing, Lorraine, in general? Hanging in there? Yeah. Weather in the storm of things to do. We did a lot of art recently. Yeah. We'll we'll get into because really the uh, that we like so we haven't played any other indie stuff really in the last couple weeks. Played a little more Rogue Legacy too. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that in the past. Yeah. Game's still fun. Yeah. And you still need to finish it. Although you got closer. Yeah. You 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 got one of the last. You're you're on the very very last boss fight. Well, I'm in the. I'm pretty sure this is the thing that I ended the stream on was like a preamble to the final boss. I'm pretty sure that's not the final boss. But I opened the door. I defeated the other. The estuaries, they're dead. Uh, now it's time to fight the king. Yeah, we'll talk about that, I think, more. Yeah. Again, I want to hear will. about it in, in its completion when oh, you're okay. actually done with it. But when you finish it, we'll get back to it Ooh. verbally on the podcast. Sure. But yeah, we've just been kind of working on stuff. Like there's been a few life things that have had to be taken care of and then a lot of game dev stuff. So Lorraine, you're crushing it. Uh, I'm trying. Cranking out various updated art assets and i've been all over the place between tweaking level stuff mm-hmm. and tweaking code things and like day-to-day kind of business crap uh, i can confirm that we're doing gdex again this year yeah i believe that is <laughs> that state has changed since the last time we recorded or, or maybe it wasn't i don't remember if we mentioned it on the last one but i don't remember <laughs> it's happening so in uh mid to late june yeah i think it's the last weekend in june if i remember correctly yeah we'll be in columbus ohio uh, showing off some games. Uh, the last full weekend of June is where that is. I believe it's the 22nd through the 25th. That sounds correct. Yeah, we'll be in Columbus, Ohio, showing off some games. That'll be at GDEX slash Origins. They're, they're not together. <laughs> well, they're not the same show anymore, so we'll see how that goes. It's going to be a very interesting weekend, I think. Yeah. But uh, apparently you can get into either in terms of like a show like the, floor. Yeah, the base level, like yeah. existing in the space you can do with either badge, yeah. but like higher tier things for at least Origins. I don't know if GDEX has anything similar, like panels or whatever. I think they do. Okay. Because when I was looking at like, I, that doesn't really apply to us because no. we're going to be busy all weekend and we've got yeah. like, you know, we'll have exhibitor badges, which give us, a, obviously give us entry to the floor. But they do have like, if you go look at their their public badges, they have tiers that have mm. like talks and stuff like that that are different than the, there's the basic like, yeah. go play whatever games people are exhibiting mm-hmm. ticket. But yeah, we found out that like kind of, I think it was the same day that we got approved for GDX. We found out that the shows yeah, were kind of split we, in. Well, you got the, the, hey, you've been approved email. I got the basically the breakup text of or, or like the response from a breakup text from origin which is we I, I i get why i i get information because i attended so they've got my information or whatever but it was just weird <laughs> that i'm getting these communications and i 
just mentioned it to Dustin. I'm like, did you see this? And you're like, no, but I saw this. <laughs> yeah. So I sent a couple, I sent an email to one of the GDX guys asking mm-hmm. for a little clarification. And, and in practice, I think it'll be mostly fine this year. Again, we'll see. I, we're going yeah. as much to like get some demo time in as like, I'm morbidly curious how the show will shake out since there's been yeah. this like weird falling out between these two conventions. Because Origins, for those out of the loop, historically a tabletop event. Mm-hmm. And GDEX, I believe, a shorter running video game event because I think GDEX has been going for about 10 years. And we've only been to the one, like we went to one, mm-hmm. we went last year. But I had been going to Origins for like card game shit, you mm-hmm. know, 20 something years ago. Like in 2002, yeah. I was at an Origins, I believe, <laughs> playing fucking trading card games and shit. As you do. So they've been around longer. And we're certainly a physically larger part of the, like if you just just t- looked at the total show floor I space. I mean, it was like maybe four fifths to a fifth, right. I would say. Yeah, I would have said like 80-20. So the same ratio. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for sure. Um, I simplified it. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see how it goes this year. I'm really, I'm really uh, intrigued. I'm interested to see how things <laughs> will shake out. But I think it'll be a good time. Because again, it'll be an excuse for us to get out of town for a little bit. Not that like, you know, Columbus, Ohio is... Mm. <laughs> particularly exotic but it's still <laughs> nice to not be at home for a couple days bright and beautiful maybe we won't get covid this year maybe i'd really like not to <laughs> fingers crossed and we definitely could use some more demo time on cucumber for sure like the mm-hmm. game just needs to be played at this point yeah i think as of this recording we might have a a smaller demo that we might workshop around handful of people we know so by, yeah, by, the, by time, the weekend by the time the next one the next podcast is up for sure like you said this week i'm trying to finish up yeah a build to get out there and i'll say this if you're listening to this and for whatever reason you'd like to check it out um you could if join you're not our, already in circles where you would presumably get that yeah you like, can join our discord server i don't have a link to it off the top of my head but i know if you go to the front page of our website cubicorngames.com the most recent blog post you could put a link to it on that on site the website too at some point well, so that post has a link i could also replace one of those like Mm-hmm. I could put a different social, like I could replace a social media icon or add a new one that has a has Discord on it. Maybe I'll do that. But for right now, the mm-hmm. most recent blog post has a link to it, so you yeah. can join that. And uh, that's a way to check out the stuff we're working on. Also, potentially other yeah. um, local and or just indie devs in general. Yeah, like... it's, a pretty, it's a pretty nascent effort right now, that server, but I'm hoping to eventually get a couple people in there who might want to share builds of their own games. Mm-hmm. So if that's a thing you'd be interested in doing, definitely consider popping in there. Yeah. And just throwing us a link to... Like a fucking zipped up build or an itch page or whatever. Another way to get in contact with us to play something on stream even. Yeah, um, for sure. A hundred percent. Like I said, I'm hoping that eventually we'll be able to do something like that because I'm really bad at all that stuff. I mean, I'm the only reason I know some more things about Discord is because I've been curating our our friend Discord <laughs> in such a way. Which, I mean, I've had some fun doing it, but I know I definitely don't want to manage like any kind of public facing anything <laughs> it's, just, it's just a lot but again it'll i think we'll keep that up and see how it goes mm-hmm. you know, if no one ever joins it i suppose that's fine <laughs> give us just a handful of people we already have in there and if anybody else ever did maybe we'll get a couple more hours of you know experience under yeah. our belts get some more feedback on games but yeah we're doing all that oh I, I was actually gonna ask you do you think we should have like a little um not that any of this other stuff has panned out a ton anyway but do you think we should have a little like standee or something for the discord like a qr code at, G- at gdex specifically yeah we could have it either like maybe we don't have it out if we have some if someone is like more interested in continuing to test or whatever we'll be like oh hey like scan like join this and okay. uh could be basically be like the equivalent of our um business mm-hmm. cards like we don't give them to everyone but if there's someone we really want to keep in a real couple hours or something yeah, yeah okay That's or we a have a call. like a meaningful conversation yeah that sounds great but yeah that, like i said i think that'll be a fun little excursion and we'll see how it goes and again it's actually been a while since um because there's still like 
we definitely need some test time, but there's still a ton of work to do on cucumbers. So oh, absolutely. It's just kind of been a while since we've had something that is in that much of an unsettled state because down the drain for the last, you know, 18 months or whatever has been, every time we've shown it, it's been mostly done. So <laughs> it's mm-hmm. either been done or like, you know, the lead up to it was yeah. mostly done. Like when it, when we were GDEX, the 1.0 was out. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah, I think that'll all be good. I'm trying to think, I don't think there's really any other super pertinent information on us update wise. We'll just keep, keep working on stuff. Definitely try to keep finding time to stream and podcast. Again, we wanted to get something out here just to put something in the feed so we yeah. don't miss a podcast week. But like, I think this is ultimately working as intended where, you know, if something as like the line, <laughs> line breaks and we have to kind of fall back effort wise, like first it's kind of the stream and then mm-hmm. potentially the podcast and then as a last line of defense, the game dev stuff. Because obviously, you know, it'd be amazing to be able to do it all, all the time, but mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. some stuff just needs to take priority and you got to make decisions on where to put your hours in any given day. So yep. It's a balancing act, just Hell like yeah. everything. But again, at least I'm glad the last couple of weeks certainly have been productive. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we. I'm most of the way through the assets. You sure are. That, um, especially like cause I'm almost. I have two more things from the second tower that need to be done. I've also been brainstorming a replacement for the fucking water tile that I hate <laughs> with the every fiber of my being, and I want that done before GDEX too. But I think aside from maybe like one other enemy in tower three not too many of them have at least stuff that's been implemented already because i know we've got a lot of things that haven't been implemented just looking at the fucking beetle enemy that one of our kickstarter backers asked for who has infinite frames basically (laughs) which will be fun but i think i've got a lot of the the bigger stuff behind me the ever wonderful atticus finn will be a bit of a work too uh, he's got quite a few different things, but it's been going all right. I'm happy with the results, especially the versus green ones. I know I had posted comparisons in our in some of our like friend group chats, and just even looking at the line quality and stabilization is so huge between them, and I'll be much happier with the final product with those, specifically any of the animated sprites for characters or enemies being a little more polished up than the state they're in right now going forward should hopefully be a lot easier yeah to both make them from scratch and edit as we go Mm -hmm. you've been doing a great job doing my best like i said i'm kind of doing my best too (laughs) spinning a lot of plates at once making a lot of notes making a lot Mm -hmm. of changes it's coming along but yeah yeah stay tuned for that we'll have more updates on the podcast as the weeks progress that said, like I said, usually we would talk about, you know, games we're playing, but we haven't really played a ton of stuff. And all work and no play, <laughs> I kind suppose. Of. The one thing I did want to touch on a little bit, because this happened between, like, I think officially the information on this dropped the day after we posted. It was real close. The other podcast. Yeah. E3 is finally dead, for real. And I, I would assume for forever. Real, for real. I, yeah, probably. <laughs> like, like, the 2023 one is not happening, and I, I doubt that show is coming back. I mean, the way that all of the fucking companies pulled out, why would trying it again next year result in anything different? Like, they're not spending all this cash to advertise. Like, they're not going to go back and do that. So it's very weird. It's because it's, you know, definitively the end of an era. Yeah. In video games. War has changed, man. And it's a symptom of... Sure. It's It's, a relic at this point. Well, it's a symptom of everything in the world. Keeps changing a lot, you know, in a similar way that... Like office space is still mm-hmm. very much at flux. So people are like, do we ever need the the same in workplace capacity that we had before in this like way different yeah. post COVID world? Probably not. Do we need a single like one event per year where like almost everybody in the mainstream, like you know the big everything. budget video game industry, shows up right mm-hmm. to go show off a thing and maybe not. 
Maybe not. Oh, especially because when you go way back in that show's history, like way earlier than like even when I was really like paying attention mm-hmm. to it actively, it was um it spun out of the consumer entertainment expo or whatever, yeah. and it was at that point more of a trade event for like retailers. So mm. people from like you know Sears and fucking yeah. Toys R Us and shit would go and be like, oh, well, how many copies of this game do I want to order for our yeah. conglomerate of retail chains? How does Super Mario Brothers seem like it's going to be hot? Should I order <laughs> hundreds, thousands, or millions of these? <laughs> Ten. Ten copies. But like, so even when the show was still alive, it hadn't been that for a very long time. So no. th- it's not like it hadn't transformed over the years because it definitely became just I like mean, because it, it went from retailers to industry. But like 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 externally media facing of just yeah, like me- enthusiast press, basically. Yeah, but still yeah. like... Uh, not quite the like nitty gritty that GDC is, but still like a company to outlet like yeah. straight like through path immediate like just one to one communication, and then past like five years pre cancellation it kind of try or maybe it was a little more not quite ten I don't think I mean but really if I yeah ten but more of a like actual consumer angle to it because they were letting in like the normies or whatever right yeah that was definitely within the last decade if not the last the only couple years that it still Mm -hmm. survived yeah because right it It was right up to covid at least in the like late 90s early 2000s you know you could um because i never went to e3 no but i remember seeing online people be like oh you know if i have a have this website with a like an email address that Mm -hmm. i post two game reviews or whatever (laughs) i could try to snake myself a a pass because right Mm -hmm. they wouldn't for the overwhelming majority of history it was industry only in that either like you know developers or Or press press, right definitely not public facing in terms of attendance although extremely public facing in terms of like coverage information yeah yeah, the whole point was like it was it was a spectacle gdc is about you know, networking the craft yeah. right and networking and like hiring all that shit yeah gdc is about about making games e3 is about selling games yes <laughs> and uh yeah i think just every single thing kind of collapsed around it from like the state change of the state of world with covid mm-hmm. to the way that all the platform holders all, and like big budget publishers looked at you know they looked at the kind of traffic they could get mm-hmm. kind of buzz they could get from something like e3 and looked at looked at the kind of buzz they could get from just putting out their own press I mean, releases it's, and it's doing so a live stream it's so much easier on to basically at everyone these days cuz it before like a lot of honestly before social media really it was it was websites it was newsletters magazines print media all that shit you had outlets for a reason because they were the only way you could reach everyone not everyone's going to sign up for your newsletter or whatever that's coming from the company specifically they probably didn't even have meaning not everyone's getting fucking playstation underground discs in the mail with their fucking magazines like you needed a way to showcase this stuff so you needed to talk right to the press to be able to give them a narrative that would then spin out on top of giving them hands-on experience. But now that like you can just shit out a trailer on YouTube and get all the exposure you need or call up a dozen of influencers to cost much less than an right, E3 yeah, show no, you're 100% and get them right. hands-on yeah, like, time and then they cater to their uh-huh. very specific niche audiences. Yeah, and, paying some YouTuber or some Twitch streamer with like, you know, a million or so subs yeah. is certainly more cost-effective in terms of like Building expenditure booth, of effort versus like Hiring people to staff the booth. Yeah. Merch purchases, giant standees. Yeah, like it's like... They're, winning E3. <laughs> for every practical purpose... It makes 100% sense mm-hmm. why that show is now defunct. Like, it just didn't, it didn't really have anything going for it that other venues for 
publicity did in the modern era. Like, it totally makes sense. At the same time, I am still... You send a tweet and get more engagement than you could during, like, your 15-minute segment in the Xbox showcase or whatever. Yeah. At the same time, I am still a little... Just a little sad to see it go more for the the memories than anything. Because, again, it was, at the end of the day, a, you know... uh, Like, it was just a sales pitch, the whole thing, front to back. At the same time, I have so many memories... Of the announcements. Of the announcements and, like... The stuff that could happen at the show in the it's past so that can't happen now is so much funnier. Where yeah. they, because th- these are all reasons that it died too. Of like, you know, people used to do builds for E three, and they, people used to try to do live demos on stage. Like nobody's doing that shit anymore. You, where you're cutting, you're either doing full pre rendered footage only, or if you have gameplay footage, you're cutting it together, mm-hmm. and any you're r- polishing off any, you know. Yeah. Rough edges. It's just going to be like whatever you show to people, whether that's representative of the game when it's done or not, mm-hmm. <laughs> is going to be perfectly curated and tailored. Whereas before, you would see people pitching like weird, stupid games, like half the stuff that Nintendo or Ubisoft has shown off over the years. Like, yeah. remember what Ubisoft was showing, like laser tag? <laughs> <laughs> it was just laser tag, but like video gamified more, or like the Wii music stuff and. <laughs> Pulling the DS out of the pocket. Yeah, it was it was definitely a different era. Mm-hmm. And, in, and in that sense, a more honest era of like, like still at the end of the day, it's just there to sell you something. Oh, yeah. But the presenta- the the form of the presentation was different in a way that like there was only so much you could obscure mm-hmm. <laughs> the difference between your actual product and the, you know, yeah. the thing that you're selling. Whereas now I feel like you it's can all ba- smoke and I feel like, Right. I basically feel like you can blow smoke up the ass of every consumer until the <laughs> thing's on the shelf. Like, that's what happened with shit like Cyberpunk and Skull. Oh, this game looks great in <laughs> the extremely isolated chunks mm-hmm. that they'll give to you. And then when it came out and it was totally, completely fucked up, people were like, what the hell? It looks so good. And that's just, a, <laughs> in part, a huge consequence of the way that companies mm-hmm. are getting their fucking footage and shit out. But. Or even just the process in general. Because even a game that demoed bad live, generally, that shit was ironed out. It was just the like the crunch to the show is what made the demo kind of rough because they weren't in necessarily maybe the space to show it, but they weren't always finished products when they were in that state. Sure. And I, I remember at the time, like over the very over the arrows where it was actually relevant developers who would work on who were working in the industry in a capacity where they would have to be, get builds together for E3, mm-hmm. maligning the fact that that was even a thing. Because, oh, yeah. Right. For the most part, since these games are still works in progress, you know, you have to hit a milestone. You have to get some little chunk of playable gameplay that makes sense that may or may not make it into the final game necessarily. Yeah. Or like it may not make it in the same form or just getting that chunk together kind of just like fucks up the rest of the effort calendar of like yeah. you know everybody's gonna drop everything we gotta like work in this isolated environment because yeah, everything we, we do this, could fuck up this the one real level build. together even yeah. if it doesn't make as much sense to do that as it would in totality to, to kind of tackle going, some other problems yeah. first yeah like it really ruined people's workflows i think mm-hmm. so again just so many reasons for it to go away but yeah at the same time i remember like you know the late 90s like the pre-youtube pre-streaming mm-hmm. like i remember you know screenshots being a thing oh yeah I remember spending 10 minutes downloading <laughs> like a real player video <laughs> that was like 20 seconds of one some 100 something P yeah, <laughs> crunchy Smash Brothers footage or whatever. That are like the GameCube Zelda thing or that might have was that yeah I think that was that wasn't Space World. I think Space World was the dead by that will point. Bleed, shields will shatter or whatever the fuck. Sure. <laughs> 128 Mario's <laughs> Mario 128 please that's what that was called yeah it's it's crazy but it's again right it's been through it's been a part of my again, not not recently either so that makes no, sense for me too yeah. like it's like within the last five years I probably haven't given even a single thought mm-hmm. <laughs> to like E3 like you know I'll see a trailer here or there but I have not like actively 
watched yeah. it even before the before COVID. The last couple of years, I wasn't a super active participant mm-hmm. in consuming E3 as it came out. But like going all the way, going way back to like the earlier you know eras of the industry where it was first kind of coming into its own. It's just a it is a a historical. It is a loss to the history of games to mm-hmm. some extent. But again, not like a super I mean, it's regrettable a, it's a tradi- one. It's a tradition. Yeah, and the tradition a, is has ended for better and in some cases maybe worse. Yeah, but, just a tiny little bit of yeah. ennui about the whole thing. But, yeah, I mean, again, there's still gonna I mean, be it's got, there's there's something to like getting everybody together to show off their like their big things and like kind of the flashiest way possible like that's fun and i still hope that that doesn't like and it right now it doesn't kind of seem like it but i guess we'll see time will definitely tell um i hope that doesn't branch out into every single like i hope you know smaller events like gdex are still able to happen mm-hmm. i definitely hope pax sticks around like in its various forms or that like there's more events like that that are more directly kind of fan enthusiast focused mm-hmm. that involve video games because i feel like video gaming can in many cases be such an isolating like singular activity mm-hmm. That, like I really like the idea of events that get people out together <laughs> to like physically make contact with other people who are either enthusiastic about making games or playing them or you know some combination of the two mm-hmm. so to like to lose that completely I think would be a real bummer like if, if every single thing about games like if all the live shows ended and it was just you know everything happens in a twitch stream or in like YouTube trailer reveals or yeah. whatever like I think that would bum me out but e3 specifically again it was just everything about it just kind of stopped making sense yeah and there'll still be game announcements in June like there oh yeah that fucking jeff Keeley thing because there's like e3 replacement or whatever mm-hmm. that like the game not the game awards that's his other thing but <laughs> game is fest of the summer or some stupid bullshit i don't remember what it's called but there'll be yeah. that stuff and the various nintendo sony microsofts yeah will just announce stuff whatever the fuck they feel like it i mean yeah sony had already kind of started going the way of nintendo because nintendo was the first to pull out of yeah, e3 specifically they've been doing nintendo directs instead of e3 press content conferences for a long long time at least a couple of years prior to like 2020 and like state of play stuff and other smaller playstation things have been happening xbox just kind of right, does whatever microsoft was the last man standing there for a while and then they, they were finally like well at this point we own like fucking 15 or 20 percent of the yeah. game industry what the what the fuck are we doing going to someone else to get coverage of our shit mm-hmm. and that honestly if nothing else that was probably just the nature of like infinite money like microsoft as a corporation has so much money sloshed yeah. around that they were like sure we can spend money on e3 booth what does, what does it matter yeah <laughs> what is a few million dollars when you have infinite dollars like what's the fucking difference mm-hmm. yeah it's just an, an interesting footnote in the ongoing changes in the world as a whole and in the world of video games specifically and we'll have fond memories of various parts of e3 <laughs> but like you said kind of at the same time will not like mourn it to any significant degree yeah. it's just uh stuff is all part of my coming up in games and now it's over for sure other things will be happening other events will take place more games will get released we can't stop it <laughs> you can't stop the games including you know our stuff Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers <laughs> crossed. But yeah, I just kind of want to talk about that for a little bit because, you know, again, it's more of a, in terms of like how it affects the world, it, it doesn't matter at all. No. But like for, for me personally, I had some, you know, some history with mm-hmm. that and I just wanted to acknowledge it a little bit before kind of like seeing it off for good. So <laughs> uh, pour one out for E3. So long. <laughs> Strange, awkward, aggressively mm-hmm. sales pitchy friend. <laughs> um, and with all that said, Lorraine, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Because like I said, we can call it a very short show. I just wanted to make sure that we put a little update out on what we're doing. I mm-hmm. wanted to talk about the E3 a t- thing a tiny bit before it got even further, Yeah, <laughs> you know, knocked into the past. And uh, I mean, other than that, I think we're pretty much good. Yeah. I don't think I've got anything yeah. in particular. We'll still be working on stuff for sure. Yeah. We'll definitely try to keep streaming whenever mm-hmm. we can. Uh, like I said, I think I know what we're going to be playing in a couple days here. Woo! And we try to play other people's indie games, like stuff that's out or stuff that's mm-hmm. in progress. So if you've got a game, a demo, 
And anything that you'd like to share and you'd like to get some eyeballs on, email us at podcast at cubicorngames.com. Like I said, you can join our Discord server. That's on the on our website. Cubicorngames.com. <laughs> you can find us on Twitch, YouTube at Cubicorn Games. Uh, Twitter. Twitter, the People Making Games Mastodon, and co-host at Cubicorn Games. We stream every, usually Thursday or Friday evenings. Around uh, seven-ish Eastern Standard Time. That's correct. You can find our games by searching for Cubicorn Games on Steam. Down the Drain is out now. Super Cucumber is wishlistable. Correct. And with all that said, I think that's all the things, right? You can, you can subscribe to this podcast pretty much anywhere podcasts are sold. <laughs> and by sold, I mean vended for free. Yay! Uh, iTunes, Google, Spotify. I think we've got all the major bases covered. Wahoo. So yeah, I think with all that said, we will call it a short, tidy little show and get back to making games. Oh yeah. <laughs> and eventually playing a few more. Wahoo! Thank you, Lorraine, for yeah. sitting down with me to talk about the past and the future. <laughs> a little bit of both. Looking uh, both ways at once before we cross the street. Thank you for listening out there in the internet. Stay safe. Hell yeah. And we will be back in a couple weeks Woo. with some more podcast. Bye. Bye.